Hey guys, welcome back to the Kind of an Expert podcast. My name is Corey Tyndall and I am your host. And this week I sat down with one of my good friends and fellow comedian, Jack Byram, uh, the same Jack Byram from episode three, where we talked about relationships uh, that tended to be a little more romantic. This time we decided to talk about relationships in quarantine. Um, not necessarily romantic, although we did talk about that uh, a little bit, but more about like friendships, dating, uh, and just general anxieties that have come across um, in the coronavirus time. So um, I understand that uh, we're getting a lot of coronavirus news. So we tried to keep this entertaining um, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. together like, anyway you're working too much with the uh space-time continuum for me i can't keep yeah. up with that <laughs> we're living in a rick and morty episode i'm trying to just fuck with everything but it's working it's working it is working yeah everything's pretty pretty fucked i guess <laughs> i'm taking the blame for this now which is like yeah. fine you know <laughs> you know what's gonna suck if my airpods die and then i have to put you on like speakerphone that's gonna be uh this is going to yeah. really mess things up. So hopefully they don't die. Maybe you go one AirPod for now and then charge, and the, charge other the other one. one? That's not and then, idea. yeah. And then if the first one starts to die, you just flip out, flip out earbuds. You're a thinking man. <laughs> See, I'm fucking with the, I'm three steps ahead. It's because in the space time continuum, it's already fucking October for me. So I've seen all this yeah. shit. Yeah, you're you know what the future looks like. How does it it's look? It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. But hey, it's about the small wins today. It's like I was I got a haircut and honestly my mood is so much better. My head is cool. It's ninety Did degrees in New York today, and it was the perfect day to chop off literally like what I assume was a pound of hair. It's been almost four months since I got a haircut. Did you uh did you wear a mask? Uh, so I wore a mask in there, but then uh, the barber wore a mask and he wore gloves, but then he told me to take my mask off because uh, that way, like, because you can't cut around the your ears if you have the mask on. But then at the same time, I was like, okay, but that like doesn't help anyone in here. But then they also made me fill out a survey before they gave me a haircut saying like, you've got or have you had any symptoms have you flown in the last two weeks uh and they take your temperature as soon as you go in to make sure that you're not running a fever so i was like okay this isn't the best situation but they have done a few things like there were also plastic tarps between the seats which i i was like okay i actually like that a lot um they could just keep that i was thinking yeah keep that and then the barbers like even after corona's over they could still wear gloves i wouldn't be upset at that like i don't need some man's hand like bare skin going around my eye and my ear and shit i was like eh, this isn't yeah. bad i mean the like the intimacy is definitely gonna be gone though you don't you don't want any intimacy when you get a haircut i mean <laughs> apparently not we're talking <laughs> levels of intimacy here right like still a grown man's like fondling my my hair which is pretty intimate i guess i just don't 
I, I wouldn't be mad if he was wearing gloves, you know? Okay, noted. I don't think that'll be... Uh... I don't think that'll be a lasting thing. I think I think for some people it will be, but I don't think it'll be like a lasting thing for everyone. Yeah, I'm wondering. Though, I like, mean, I wonder. I wonder, like, if uh, if massages are going to be a thing. Like, if if like when like if the world ever resumes, like if that'll be a thing anymore. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing because I I love a good massage, like forty dollar go to a place like a chinese place where they don't even speak english shitty massage um i I mean i don't know if they're just touching your back it's okay right like if they're wearing a mask no i'm saying like if there's a vaccine what i'm saying is like what are the long-term effects of of like this on on uh culture like if there's a vaccine and uh and like everything's sort of like all right we can just go full force open like are there certain industries that people are is this going to shake people so much to the core that they won't do certain they won't do certain things that they used to do um well i don't know what are you thinking you might not do anymore oh i'm not thinking i'm not really thinking of me i'm just wondering i think for a while i'll be like even if they're like hey the world is safe which i don't know if they'll ever really say that i think i'll be like I think I'll still be it'll take a while to get used to being able to like go near people and not wear a mask and whatever it's funny though because it's like a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that that we're doing now I think are things we should have always been doing like you'll kind of catch yourself huh. being like oh like well you know when 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 the when there's a vaccine like I won't have to worry about washing my hands as much it's like nah, you should probably always do that <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah yeah, <laughs> that's, you get people that's who are just true. Like, because it's like, how many times do you come inside and like, if you think of all the shit you've been touching and people are like, oh, I won't have to worry about that. It's like, you won't have to, but maybe you still should. It's not, it's not a bad habit. Yeah, like especially the subway. Like, oh my god, if if this if I if I eventually go back to taking the subway to work every day or even like you know three days a week, probably gonna wash my hands as soon as I get into work now. Right. Of course. Before I was like, ah, I'll just show up, you know, pick up my water bottle from uh, the day before, go rinse it out or whatever. But it's just like, you know, there's still Subway on my hands, which is like yeah, sandwich shop was... or train. Not a good thing. Yeah. it's uh, The Subway always weirded me out because I was just like, this feels dirty. And everyone's telling me how much bacteria is in here. But I'm not I'm never getting sick. What I what I realized is everything's just a ticking time bomb. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. At any minute, this could just go really, really bad. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. Who knows? Who knows if people will, if the subway will be as much of a means of getting around. You know what I mean? I don't know what the alternative is. No, I mean I'm, I'm trying not to take it like at all this entire summer. Like I bought a, just a an annual pass for the city bike, so I don't have to worry about it. And I've just been trying to bike or walk everywhere because i'm like okay even if let's let's say the subway is completely safe and they clean it all the time and there's nothing there it's like why risk it one and then two like why not get exercise like if it's super nice out and especially because the city's only half full it's like way safer to ride a bike around so yeah i, I mean i might just start doing that every summer 
like obviously you can't in the winter but as long as i'm working from home i have no reason to buy a subway pass it's also like there's so many things that i don't know when you're when you're hyper vigilant about all this stuff it like everything kind of freaks you out you know what i mean because it's like yeah all right maybe that maybe the subway's clean but we're all swiping our card into the same slot like there's no way that the like how do you even clean that slot you know what i mean well, now they've they've got the tap thing where you can like tap your phone on uh that turnstile and it'll put you through but then there's like the study of like it's like 95 percent of people's phones have feces on them or something so it's like <laughs> yeah like, can you just put it close enough to the thing that it registers without actually touching and then it's like okay that's just so much effort <laughs> yeah i think i think that there's some things that we're better off not knowing because it's like for sure if you're to if you were to really like test air quality everywhere i think you'd find that feces is a is just somehow like dominant everywhere you go yeah <laughs> you know people shit a lot what could you say? someone it's gotta go someone somewhere. ruined um someone ruined the um they uh you know those hand dryers in in bathrooms yeah. oh dude those are the worst well first of all i just never lie i'm like my hands aren't dry and then someone was like yeah, yeah. they're just circulating like feces in the air around i wouldn't I, I will never use one of those i think that was uh josh johnson's bit um I think he did that on uh, the the Comedy Cellar show. It was just like, it's just poop air. It's just heating up poop air. And you're like, oh, gross. Yeah, and especially, <laughs> it's true. And especially when they, like, brag about how the, the, the sheer force, they're like, it comes out at, like, you know, 700 miles an hour. You're like, oh, great. Yeah. So it's just That's forcing it into my skin. That's poop particles per minute. Yeah, right. You can't even calculate this. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. It's kind of like people are like, oh, my, you find that out and you're just like, oh, my God. But it's like, I bet you if you tested any place in the world like that you thought was safe, you would probably find that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's I I try not to use those anyway, but it's also, yeah, I guess now at least people use them when their hands are clean, you know, like they you don't. You don't have dirty hands before you yeah, go but there, it's, but it's it still more, it's the air, right? Yeah. Wouldn't it make more sense to have those like outside of a bathroom? Like you leave the bath, you yeah. wash your hands in there, or like you wa- you wash your hands outside and then do it. And it's like I'm sure you're still getting shit particles, but like I don't know. To me, that's I just think like, you're onto something. Yeah, I'm an idea man. You should call the president of bathrooms and uh, let him know that you've had this idea. Well, I just. I don't know. All it took was one. I didn't do any research on my own. In fact, I've even heard people <laughs> dispute the idea. But all it took was one guy saying that to me, and I was like, "That makes so much sense." Like, yeah. And then when, when once you figure that out, once you've heard that, then it really just ruins the bathroom in general. Like, I think I, I hold my breath the majority of the time I'm in a public bathroom. Wow. I mean, that's, because I'm like, they're just because <laughs> it's yeah. It's like once you you can't unring that bell. You know what I mean? Like once you yeah. know it. So, um, yeah, so I'm like, but that's, but yeah, I'm really curious. Like what is, I think that, I think it's, I think that the world moves so quickly that like, I've even thought about this in terms of comedy. People are always like, oh, you must be writing a lot of like quarantine jokes. And it's like, you know, Eh. they're not going to be, they're not going to be relevant at one point. Like it's pretty unbelievable. Like, I don't know how right I am about this, but it's like, all we can think about is you know like right now it's the most it's the most like relevant thing but like imagine three months like if if the world resumed like 
full capacity, you know, coronavirus is eliminated or whatever, you know, whatever it would take. Within three months, people would be like, um, kind of like not really interested. I don't know. It'd be like, even if you quarantine for like a year, three months after it ended, I think it would be like old news for people, you know? Yeah. Which is why, which is why I think that it's easy to think that certain things will be obsolete, but I don't really know. I don't really know if they will be because it's like the, the, the news cycle and everything is so quick that like within three months, I think people will just kind of slowly start like gathering more and more in groups and like kind of like fading back into normal, whether or not that's the right move. I don't know, but well, it's kind of already happening, right? Like, yeah, you see those images of St. Mark's, uh, street say mark's place right by thompson square park in the east village and it's like it's like a block party or like the block next to mine right now it's just a it's just a shitload of people and it's right you know nobody's inside which is the difference i guess but it's also like and i mean i could say this from experience is you go out for with your friends for the first time in like three or four months and then it's just like it's a high because for a couple hours you could sit outside at this restaurant and get waited on and get drinks and feel like the pandemic's not happening and it's just like this this weight is kind of lifted off you while you're doing it but then you leave i mean that was like after i got a haircut today i left there and even though they took all the safety precautions i consciously was like that was the most dangerous thing that i've done in the last four months and i've ridden a city bike the wrong way up broadway drunk at like 11 p.m in the last christ (laughs) so it's like but at the same time i'm thinking the haircut is more dangerous than the bike ride because there were no cars out on uh like this was this was two months ago now so the city was really half empty man the cops had so much other shit to worry about if i got arrested for that i would have been pissed (laughs) you are uh you you know you're you're a grown man and you make your own decisions i would advocate yeah. against that but but yeah yeah, yeah i mean that's what <laughs> this I'm, podcast yeah, like, does not endorse that behavior <laughs> like it is true though like you see when you see your friends you're like this is great and then it's like absolutely crushed by the realization afterwards that like well what if what if something goes horribly wrong what if people get sick you know so it's like i don't know I, that's why i'm that's why i like i don't really know uh how sustainable it is like right now although aren't they say, you you were telling me that the studies say that it just is more likely to spread indoors yeah like so the stuff that i've seen uh specifically from vox which is a pretty pretty liberal news organization they're not like this isn't like fox news trying to deny the coronavirus is happening um but they like they researched this study that came out of South Korea that was saying that uh, in an office, if one person was sick, they mapped how the virus spread and it only spread to the people that were in the same like air ventilation flow as the sick person. So if I was sitting in front of an air conditioning unit, the only people who would get sick were the ones who were directly downwind from that and they would all get sick but then even my a person who's like one person to my left wouldn't get sick at all because the air just wouldn't be pushing the virus to them so it's like 
and also I think that's part of the reason why we didn't see that giant spike in Florida. You remember they were like the first people to open up the beaches and they were like packed. You just didn't see a huge spike in ICU visits. And I think it's because they were outside. Like, I think it's really hard for this virus to to travel outside. But at the same time, like, you don't necessarily want the national news going on and saying that because then everybody goes outside. And that's when, like, you really test the theory. And if the theory's wrong, then, like, oops, a million more people just died, which right. is obviously not what you want to do. So it's like at the same time that i kind of want this like information to go public i also don't you know yeah yeah man i don't know i'm just kind of like i'm being as uh i'm trying to be really careful with everything and like it's tough. i don't know even if, even if they were like even if they were like um we've got a solution everything's fine like i still think i'd be like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait a little while you know what I mean? Before I yeah. completely just dive back in. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm definitely more of a risk taker than, than you are in general, like even before the, the quarantine. So, I mean, right. yeah, that, I, that makes sense. And no part of me is sitting here like, wow, Jack, he's real dumb playing it safe. What a fucking <laughs> idiot. I'm just like, it's it's honestly, for me, it's it's like social stuff. Like, I just miss hanging out with people so much that I'm willing to go risk my health to get like a little bit of dose of social interaction if they like and i'm not pressuring anyone to like hang out with me if they don't feel comfortable like like with you i've asked you hey do you want to hang out but then you were like no i don't necessarily think so and i've just like dropped it Um, i didn't even i was much more polite than that no, I'm pretty sure I, you were like, uh, no, sorry, Corey, fuck you. Uh, yeah, okay. Trying to endanger my life like that. At least that's right. how I heard it. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I, I still like, I still, uh, I still feel like I have to finesse my way out of it, even though a simple explanation of just like, yeah, I think it's risky. You know what I mean? I still feel like I have to be like, well, you know, man, I'm just trying to be careful and blah blah no. blah, and it's like, I, that's exactly my point. Is like. I fully understand where you're coming from. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, okay, I guess Jack just doesn't like me that much. Like, you know. Which would where, be true. I mean, it, it is true, but I'm just not thinking it. Um, so the, uh, but it's really like, it, it was so, like, comics especially had uh, just this severe drop off in social interaction. And it was real hard on me for the first two weeks. It, like, boy i don't think i've ever been that depressed in my life like going from i would wake up at 7 30 every morning go into an office where i would interact with people for nine hours and that's all i would do and then i would immediately go to the comedy club and interact with more and different people for another six hours and that was six days a week right and then to go from that much social interaction to literally zero at just like the snap of your fingers was just brutal like i honestly didn't know i was like sitting here antsy feeling like i should be doing stuff and i had to be talking to people and it was just like it was just insane yeah you know how i what i did though was like when it first started and we had no no idea like when we were when we thought that there was a possibility that it would just be like a month or whatever (laughs) yeah 
the way I'm I pretty looked. sure my prediction was that it'd be done by May 1st. <laughs> oh my god, everyone, everyone, and if you said that in March, people would be like, oh god, I hope not. I hope yeah. it's sooner, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Someone said and then, June and everyone was like, that guy's fucking crazy. Yeah, now you're just kind of like 2023 maybe? 2024? Mm-hmm. We'll see. At best yeah. case, this is like, just our life now. Boy, but, I uh, hope these scientists are good. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but like, um, I mean, the way I justified it in the beginning was kind of like, well... In terms of like, uh, you know, selfishly, if you're if you're thinking like, you know, well, this sucks because I can't, I, you know, I I feel like my stand-up career is, is, you know, put on hold. But the reassuring thing is like, well, so is everyone's. So it's yeah. not like, it's not like you're sitting at home. At least in the beginning, this is how I felt. It's like it's not like I'm sitting at home and everyone else is just getting so much better. It's like, yeah, it's pretty much just a standstill in that term. That is, and then there's obviously infinitely more important things going on too that you're aware of. You're just kind of so it's like for me, I was just like, I missed uh, doing all the stuff I wanted to do, but it was also just like, that's like, that's like nothing compared to how much more important everything else is. You know, it was an eye opener for sure. Yeah, definitely. No, I I had that same feeling. It's not like I was sitting here those first couple of weeks being like, oh, I have to get on stage. I have to be working. I have to get better. Because, yeah, like nobody else was also was out there either. So I didn't have kind of that FOMO. But what I did miss is like, honestly, you're in this group of, you know, friends that I would see three or four times a week and then just like we went to not seeing each other at all and like we've talked on the phone a couple times over like what three times over the last four five months something like that but like compared to what we were doing it was like every Monday we were hanging out for like two or three hours so like I feel like those friendships definitely suffered from uh the coronavirus but at the same time like there are other uh other relationships that i had with just like barely acquaintances where it actually kind of got better because since i had nothing to do i would like talk to them on the phone or record a podcast or whatever with like you know peter garachi who i would see you know once every month or so but then we talked on the phone and talked for like a full hour which is more than I probably would have talked to him anyway. So it was like, okay, that's risen up. But at the same time, like I miss talking to you and Jesse and Chris and Chris and Pratt, all this, like as much as I was before, you know? Right. Um, pretty interesting. It, it really puts into perspective, like things that are, uh, important, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's all, it's all for the, uh, like, I don't know. To me, it's like I've realized that for my mental well-being, like how important, how uh, important other like people are, relationships are, you know. Yeah. And it's like so easy <laughs> to take that for granted. When, but dude, it's crazy though because it's like when you when you're when you're operating at like full capacity and you can do whatever you want, it's sometimes it's a relief to be like I just want to be alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now we're experiencing like the other end of that and how important it is interaction for like staying mentally healthy and whatnot so i mean clearly extremes are not ideal if you're constantly surrounded by people or if you're constantly alone like there's there's repercussions i think yeah at least for me you know 
No, for sure. I mean, the burnout was was fucking real before uh, the coronavirus hit. Like, like I said, I'd have one night to myself, and sometimes I would even miss it for a week. And it was like, oh my god, thank God for that night. And I would almost always do it on a Friday night, and just like, you know what, work week's over. I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna get some takeout, and I'm literally gonna pass out by eight o'clock because the last yeah. week and a half has been insane. So that's not good either but then yeah exactly what you said it's these extremes that uh comics like to live on extremes i think you're either doing all of it or you're doing none of it yeah and then you like meet a a normal like person do you ever like talk to someone who's just kind of like going about life in an actually like very functional way and you're just like yeah that makes (laughs) so much sense but i couldn't do that yeah well i just like i don't know that that is what like i mostly meet those people on like dating apps um so they are all women so i guess the the sample size is a little bit off because i i don't meet that many random men that are in that aren't in comedy besides the ones that i go fuck but the like I talk to women who just like they have a day job and then they get home and they go for a run and then they cook dinner and then they watch Netflix and then they go to bed. And I'm sitting here like really? You got nothing else? Like you don't you don't get home exhausted at like one AM on a Monday night? <laughs> like how do you live? Like what yeah, else right. are you what else are you going for? And they're like, Yeah, I don't know. I I'm having a good time. I'm living my life. That's <laughs> like, what I was gonna boy, say. Can I'm you so jealous. That- how great life would be if you just had like a fulfilling day job that you left and you're like that has filled up my tank for the day mm-hmm. you know i talk to people who who have day jobs that they like and i'm like god that is a gift i am so jealous i've never had a day job that i loved i've had day jobs yeah. that i don't mind to be quite honest waiting tables is like my favorite day job because it's got like the most freedom yeah. you know but um I'm like, God, imagine having a day job you liked that you left and you didn't feel like there was anything else you like wanted or had to do. And then like maybe occasionally you go out with your friends to a bar and then like you're, you're like, you're like, there's nothing missing, you know, but it's like for comedians or actors or anyone else, which this isn't a bad thing, but when a day job is just like what's funding you being able to chase your actual dream, it's like you have a job on top of a job. You know, you have to leave and then go do like the rest of your job. But it doesn't really feel like work. I feel like if you're a comedian, like that's what you love doing. Sometimes it does. I mean, those those weeks where your day job is just brutal and then you just eat shit for two weeks in a row on stage. You're like, oh, my God. You leave and you're like, why did I ever think I could do this? (laughs) You're like, yeah, might as well just move back to the Midwest. (laughs) I've had a bunch of times where I get off stage and I'm like, you are a talentless hack. You were like, why did you ever think that you had any right? to try that <laughs> start to like question yeah. your own like like your own self-worth and you're like you're yeah. an idiot <laughs> who do you think you are tom segura jesus christ <laughs> saying this yeah. in the mirror meanwhile you're 26 <laughs> you've lived like literally half as much life as the best comedians yeah and right. of course you're not gonna be as good as they are uh yeah. yet but it's like yeah no it's it's fucking tough i know what you're saying <laughs> Yeah, man. So, so you, so like when you left the barber today, were you kind of like, why did I do that? Or were you overall like, no, that was what I wanted to do? Uh, 
after I left, I kind of just like just forgot about it because in my head, I'm like, well, it happened. Like, I'm either going to get it or not. It's not like I can't do anything about it now. It's just it it just is what it is. While I was in there, it was a little more stressful because it was like, you know, theoretically, the longer you stay in a place that has coronavirus, the the more likely you are to get it. But once I left, I was like, well, all right, fate's been decided. Like, I either got it or I didn't get it. Um, right. So now, like... I like how you say fate's been decided. Like, yeah. <laughs> fate, fate, was, fate could have been decided by you not going in there. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, before I was thinking it didn't really hit me, like, how awkward it would feel. I kind of felt like... You know, you walk in there and then like the barbers are in like a hazmat suit or something like right. that. there's no air conditioning on. And you just like sit in your sweat and like no, nobody comes anywhere near like within 20 feet of anyone else. You go in there, you're like, oh, it's not as safe as I thought it would be. But you're already in there and you're already in the chair and you just like, you know, all right, well, I'm already here. So I might as well go through it, through with it. But now it's like, OK. I'm going to definitely wait a few days before going out with anybody. Like I've got enough shit I could I could do cuz I'm moving in 2 days and, you know, day job. Um that I'm like let's just chill out. Let's make sure nothing happened here. I don't think anything did, but like play it safe. You yeah. know. That's the right thing to do. Do you what was the uh did you find it to be like a relief because like you didn't have to make small talk? Or did your barber uh, still try to make small talk with you? Nah, at the beginning he kind of did, but then at the uh, like during he didn't really talk that much. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, also, it, it's it, also like such a funny thing to like sit there and take all these precautions and be like, okay, like uh, he, he's wearing a mask, you're sitting there, you're not talking, you know, everything's been sanitized, and then you leave and you're like, hey, thanks, man, and slap him with like a dirty five dollar tip, you know. <laughs> Just Fuck, like, I gave him a ten dollar bill. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's I didn't the thing. Even think is, of that. like, it, the, that's, the whole thing—that's really you, funny. You, you, that's what I'm saying. Is you realize during this how much interaction there is, and like you Ugh. can be otherwise flawless, and then like, you know, like you don't even realize. I mean, it's like this. This existed before, like the before the pandemic, where like, yeah, people are just oblivious. Where like someone would, someone would like cough into their hand and then go to shake your hand and you're like dude i just saw you cough into your hand you know what i mean yeah. and you just realize like people don't really think sometimes but, but it's, it's just funny exhausting. but it's so it's so heightened during this moment yeah where, like someone could be like hey good to see you like scratch their face and then wave at you and you're like you know you get in your head and you're like oh, well they just waved at me are the air particles from their face flying through the air like that's at least kind of <laughs> yeah the fear i that'd had because i because i didn't I mean, it is extreme, but it's kind of like my my rationale was like, uh, look, I'm taking precautions until um, they kind of like tell me other otherwise, because it's like as of, you know, you, you handle the information as it comes out and like you adjust accordingly. But I was never going to feel stupid. Like, yeah. I think I said this to you yesterday. It's like if they were to be like, oh, like, you know. Right now, I'm like, I see no reason why everyone shouldn't just wear a mask. It doesn't really cost us anything. And it's like, best case scenario, we're really limiting the spread. But 
and like also like if they were to come out with information saying that the mask like does nothing it's not like i would look back and be like i was such an idiot i would be like no that yeah. was the information i had at the time and i was being you know smart i don't even yeah. think i you know i can't imagine that's like the most extreme example but like you're like 90 years old your grand your grandkids are looking at photo albums and they're like man grandpa why are you wearing a mask and you're like because i was a fucking pussy yeah right exactly you're just like that's my biggest regret you know like that's not gonna happen no so like you know i that's that's my rationale on this whole thing if they find out that like we didn't need to be all these examples are stupid because i don't think they'll ever find this out but if they were ever to be like actually you didn't need to wash your hands that much it's like i don't think i'll i don't think i'll look back and be like i can't believe i washed my hands you know so yeah that's true well i mean so how are you dealing with this anxiety because even before the pandemic like it it sounds like you would have not necessarily issues but you were thinking about uh these types of things before and now with the pandemic it's all ramped up 10 or 20 times worse like did you have to do something to handle it better or like what are what are you doing to cope really if if there was a way for me to handle it better i definitely didn't do it i just kind of like (laughs) You don't even I mean, drink either. No. Thank God. I don't see how that would help. I feel yeah, like that well, would make things I mean, so much worse. Yeah, me, I mean, not for anyone the next else. morning. The next morning it would have been worse. The night of it would have been much better. I don't know. It's hard not to be existential during a thing like this and just kind of sit and be like, damn, what does anything even really mean? You know, which is so corny, yeah. but it's like, it's hard not to do that. Um, I don't yeah. know, man. I'm just like... At the end of the day, I just, you know, I want to try and be careful and, you know, I think you take it, you, you take it as like, as um, carefully as you can. But at the end of the day, like, if some fluke thing happens and I get it, it's kind of like, what are you going to do? Beat yourself up? If, if you took the precautions and you get it, it's kind of like, what are you going to beat yourself up? Like, hopefully things work out and you don't get too sick, but it's like certain things are out of your control you can only do as much yeah. as you can control so like you know i think that that sort of attitude of being like letting it go once you've done all the work to protect yourself is like it's probably the the, the for at least me like the safest mental way to approach it yeah i mean it is kind of a like a pull in both directions though because like if i were to completely lock myself in my room and become a hermit then like the lack of social stimulation would drive me crazy but then at the same time like if i go out and uh like go to the bars every day and do all this risky stuff and don't wear a mask then the anxiety around getting the coronavirus would make me go crazy so it's like how do you find that middle ground like for you you just don't come into the city that often and you were telling me that's the other thing when you did you were surprised by what was going on here right that was the thing though like it's very easy for me because i am like i'm staying with my family so like you know um i want to be careful for my parents and stuff and like i haven't been 100 percent perfect i've tried to do my best i wear a mask when i'm in public but like it's very daunting when you you know i don't know the could you imagine i was saying this to people could you imagine if like you got your parents sick and you had to like live with that that's sort of the fear that drives me in a lot of ways in regards yeah. to this you know um 100 but, but that's but that's the other thing is i have my family that i'm with so um 
that's very different than living in an apartment alone with no social interaction. I don't know what I would do in that situation, but it's not like my social interaction has been completely cut to zero. You know, I like we have friends who have like been living in an apartment alone and I'm like, oh my God, I would lose my mind, I think. I, you know, that's really difficult, something I don't think I can handle. But what I've lacked in like social interaction with friends, I still have my family, you know, so that's yeah. made it easier. Yeah. I mean, and I, I did the family thing for a little while, but then again, the other like pull from there is I felt like I completely lost all of my independence. So it's like, I still right. had my day job, but then, you know, and don't get me wrong. Like my parents were great. They were super, uh, compensating like i had my own room and everything it was literally no nothing specific against them but it's just like the feeling of like i have to ask them for their car if i want to go somewhere or like i have to tell them what i'm doing for dinner every day because they might think like they want to know and it's just like it's just extra responsibilities that come from uh living with your family that I just haven't been used to for like seven years. And so that was like, okay. So I was there for two and a half months and now I'm coming back to the city where it's a completely different problem of like, okay, I have complete independence, but nobody to hang out with or not very many people to hang out with. And even when we are hanging out, it's like, okay, guess we're just sitting in the park which can be fulfilling but it's not like you know it's not like going to the comedy club and the thing that i missed the most was just like being able to sit at that front table in the grizzly pair and just watch people go back and forth in and out like people that you hadn't seen for a few months you say hey you talk to them for like two minutes and then they go and it's just like just a constant rotating door of people you want to talk to totally so it's like, okay, how do I put myself in a situation where I can find the place where I'm not going crazy because I haven't talked to someone. I'm not going crazy because I feel like I have independence. It's just like all these other factors. It's like so hard to balance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do you, where, did, where do you feel better at home or in the city? Probably in the city, right? Oh, I mean, it goes in waves, right? Like I get sick of it. Um, like the first two weeks of the pandemic, I couldn't handle being in the city because it was right. just like such a, sh- a shock to the way I was living life. But then um, the as soon as I went home, it was really nice for like a month. But then it was like, OK, now I'm getting tired of living here. And then it slowly deteriorated. And then I came back to the city and for the first like three weeks it was great and then the riots happened and then it was like okay kind of ready for it to you know return back to normal and like thank god the city mostly has like most of our friends are are back at this point um i mean it's not completely the same dating's totally changed i don't know have you dated anyone during quarantine or you were single beforehand right yeah i'm not i'm not really i don't know i mean uh how how, i don't i feel like it'd be so difficult right are you kind of i don't know like i've heard of like we know people that have just all they've been doing is just hooking up with random people in like throughout quarantine like just putting their profile on dating apps and then just saying like yeah i'm bored for quarantine like come over yeah I'm not going to say names. 
Oh, but, well, you know. Well, I'll I didn't tell know. you. I'll tell you afterwards. <laughs> uh, but I'm not about to put it on a podcast. Jesus Christ! It's like an open sign that says "Yes" down to fuck. <laughs> Putting out the call on. <laughs> you might be doing them a podcast. Favor. You might. You might actually be casting yeah. a wider net for them. Maybe. Um, but like, I don't know. I like to. I like to chat on dating apps. I don't. I mean, I'm not necessarily like a serial dater. Um, but then like with this whole thing, I don't know. I was talking to a girl for pretty much the length of quarantine and we did like a couple zoom dates, which are fucking awkward because you could see yourself while you're on a date. It's a be like, like way too. That's like, that's like hovering above yourself and watching yourself bomb at a comedy show. Like that's like, yeah, you're watching yourself in real time. Dude. I I, see that to me is, I mean, to each his own. And there's some people I think who are loving it and, and that's great. But like, imagine to me the the awkwardness of a first date compounded by the possibility of it like glitching, and like yeah. having to repeat yourself, dude. Although maybe that helps you. Maybe it saves you from like <laughs> if you say something stupid and it glitches yeah. out, then you don't have to worry. But you know what I mean? Like to me, the idea of like being on a like a first date's hard enough, and then you got the yeah. added pressure of like well, it's like imagine you got bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, like it's. Imagine you're on a first date at a restaurant and then someone puts a mirror behind your date and you just get to watch yourself, like, all your dumb facial expressions and, like, you're looking at your hair the entire time to, like, make sure it's perfect. It's just, like, it's so much pressure. And so we, it's also, like, it's also like you're, you're doing it from your apartment, so, like, you're like, hold on one second, I gotta run to the bathroom. Yeah. And, like, you can hear the toilet flushing. It's like, you don't get yeah. that on a date in person. The the dog's barking, my dad's yelling yeah. at some the t- yeah. fucking TV. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's not great. We eventually, like, we... I just started, like, calling her over the phone, and that was a lot better um, because you can't... The one, there's less delay, so you can actually hear people better. Um, but then two, you can't, you can kind of pace around your apartment. There's no, there's nothing there, and it was fine. But like her talking about anxiety, like her mom was so anxious about this. She lives in, uh, in Jersey, like 30 minute train ride away. But her mom was like, if you go to the city, you are not allowed back into our house. And so, like, it just kind of the whole thing just kind of fizzled and died because you know it was like three months of talking while i was in michigan but then as soon as i came back it was like a month of talking where we were literally 12 miles away from each other distance wise but like completely separated and so it's just like all right well i don't think she's coming back and i think she doesn't think she's coming back so like why are we still doing this type thing but it was just like there's just so much i don't know why i started talking to her i think it was just like you know something someone else to talk to about living at home with your parents you know yeah man it's like people crave people crave human interaction like you need it i think um Mm -hmm. i think i think that it like now there's like a million different ways to get it but it's like yeah like you were you your tank was on empty you weren't interacting with a lot of people it's like not a surprise you want some everyone wants someone to talk to yeah but to me i just feel like um i don't know i didn't really i just kind of uh, i don't the idea of like meeting someone new it feels very feels very stressful during this time to try and meet someone new yeah i mean like if some girl approached you would you actively kind of like shut it down or are you like open to it no. or are you just like not kind of i wouldn't sh- 
pursuing I wouldn't it. it. I wouldn't shut it down, but I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, there's something that, there's something about um, talking to new people during this time that kind of just, I don't know. I think that it would require a level of socializing that I'm kind of like incapable of delivering right now. Yeah. Um, which is why I, you know, what it's done, what being single in general has done, but also quarantine has done is like made me realize like, oh, there's tons of value in friendships, you know, those yeah. type, like investing in those types of relationships and the payoff of those. And like, you know, you don't, you can, you can rely on friend. Like for a long time, I was like kind of dependent on the person I'm with to, um, you know, it's like, that's the person I go to. And it's like, no, that's, you know, you can have that with friends too. So I think it's been an eye opener in terms of, um, you know, valuing friendships. It's like when I call you, I end up talking to you on the phone for like an hour and a half. Whereas, well, we are dating. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like, but you know what I mean? Like, um, the, uh, shoot, what was again? Dude, it's weird. Like when you, like, I feel like I, uh, I have no cohesive thoughts anymore. Like everything just <laughs> like, I start a sentence and I'm like, I don't know where that's going, but yeah, it's cause I'm not sharp. But yeah, I mean, so the, the beauty of it is realizing that. And I have friends who I talk to pretty much every day and it's very fulfilling and like I miss seeing them and whatever, but like, or being able to see them every day. I have seen them. Um, but like, you know, it, the beauty of it has made me realize the value of, of other relationships and, and kind of what what you can do with those and what those people can like mean to you if you're open to it. Yeah. I mean, I guess the other part of this is the physical touch aspect of it. Like, whether it's a romantic relationship or uh, a friendship, like, I don't think I've touched another human skin to skin, except for my dad, one time when he gave me a hug at the airport, like, a month and a half ago. I See, I don't know why. The when entire you said pandemic. When you said skin to skin, I was just imagining like your dad dropping you off at the airport and you were both shirtless just yeah. hugging each other. No, we hug naked. It's a bonding experience. That's a, that's the Tyndall way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Two that's giant good. men just naked in the airport drop off, giving each other chest, a hug. You chest know? hair getting chest hair getting tangled. Like and we have very like straight like chest pulling, hair, so it's, it's pull, pulling like two pieces of Velcro apart. <laughs> You know? Oh, that's horrible. That might be the worst thing that's ever been said on this podcast. No, I will. I will say the uh, <laughs> you're not wrong about the physical touch thing because, like, someone like uh, who is it? I'm trying to remember. Maybe like my mom or like my sister-in-law like grabbed my shoulders and just like squeezed them as they like walked by, and it literally like reverberated through my whole body. I was like, Jesus Christ! I haven't had human touch in a long time. Yeah, right. So it's okay. So it's like, how do you compensate for that need? Because like, it's just, I think that's the biggest thing that I've realized over uh, quarantine. And it's exactly what you said at the beginning of this. It's just like how social creatures we are. Like back in high school, I was like, eh, I don't really need social interaction. Like I'm good by myself. And I like, I probably, that's probably why I was fucking miserable for the first year of high school. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And now I'm like, oh my God, we're so needy. But it's also like, it's not bad needy. It's just, I didn't realize how much like, you know, the, the, the bro hug that you get after you have a good set. Like, 
you didn't realize how much that meant to you um, until you don't get it for a few months. And then you go, fuck, I really missed that. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know. Like, when they, in the beginning of this thing, um, it's like I said, it's like I said to you before, like, when, when they, when people are like, oh, you know, well, some things will change forever. And that's true. Like, I think a lot of things will change forever. But I don't know how likely you are to get people to stop shaking hands and hugging. I just don't, I don't know that you can prevent that forever. It's Where like are you I said, at with like, the fist bump. Um, I get people an album if it like. Well, it okay. depends. Like if so, like if I'm seeing a friend who, um, like we're hanging out or whatever, like I'll like maybe do like an elbow. But even that is like I try to avoid that sort of thing. I'm just kind of like let's just you know try not to. Um, it's fine, but like I'm saying, it's gonna be tough. Like I said, like, you know how I said before, like, the washing your hands thing? It's like, yeah, you should make sure you do that all the time. It's like, in an ideal world, totally, handshakes would be a thing of the past. You know, like, like especially, like, you have no idea where people's hands are, especially in New York City. But I just don't know how, you know, like I said, like, hypothetically, if this thing, if they were just like, all right, it's over. We've got a vaccine. Everything's normal. Everyone's vaccinated. Like, and, and like COVID was just eliminated. I don't think within three months you would still have people not shaking hands. I think people just kind of would revert back to what they know. Because look at, look at how quickly people, look at how quickly people just stopped wearing masks. Yeah. You know, and it's wild. It's like, we're not even really out like we're not out of this thing at all it's spiking and so it's so strange to see um but that's what i'm saying like you're not going to be able to get people to stop shaking hands like i I just don't think that that's going to happen yeah no i i agree and and i've actually gone for a handshake or two during the pandemic just like completely out of habit just not even thinking about it and then i like take it away and give them a fist bump and it's more awkward than if they just shook my hand and then like someone offered me a handshake and i just like kind of shook his hand because i didn't really know you kind of look at them and uh, i had a a yeah try to shake try to shake my hand and i like i didn't know and i was just like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shake your hand it's nothing personal i i just it's not it's not not i'm not doing that right now you want to be like you kind of want to be like you're not watching the news like <laughs> like yeah, have yeah. you been like cryogenically frozen for the past yeah. three months what's it like to have good mental health not yeah, watching right. the news and surrounding yeah, right. themselves exactly. by all this shit that's going on so where are like i want to i want to know more about like where you were at before the pandemic like were you always concerned about this kind of like handshaking stuff and this no, was like the thing all. that and put still, you over the edge or Okay. No, I, I, I totally wasn't. It's weird because I'm someone with anxiety. So, like, I, it's like, I'm not really a germ. I wasn't really a germaphobe at all. Um, yeah. Unless, unless I got it in my head. Like, mm. like, like, uh, I would totally, like, get off the subway, go inside a building, not even really think. Like, if I were going to eat, I'd probably go wash my hands. But, like, you just kind of don't really think much about it. Um, but like i yeah i wasn't like a huge germaphobe unless of course someone was able to like burrow into my skull like that kid did in high school telling me about the the air dryers in the bathrooms like that stuck with me forever um so no i was it didn't really affect my day-to-day um i'm 
generally someone who does worry and like i think i think before this started i would if i were on the subway and i like caught myself with my hands near my face i'd be like subway hands you know yeah but but it's not like it was all consuming and it still isn't it's not like you know it's like i wash my hands and make and you know and you know like then i'm just kind of like all right well what else can i do you know i'm not gonna sit like it doesn't ruin my day yeah you can't become a hermit um so are you gonna wear like let's say the the global rate of coronavirus is like uh across or let's just say the united states one is you know couple hundred icus a day but it's super just a super small number like are you still gonna wear a mask until it's like completely eradicated or how are you thinking about this now as a well, I uh, see. I don't, I'm not as opposed I don't to like know, in January when we thought this would be over in two months. I don't know enough about it, but that's kind of what keeps me being overly cautious in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, is like because I remember someone was telling me that uh, they were like, "Well, we only wherever they're from. It's not. It's not. They're not from America, but they're like we only get like four new cases a day." And I was like, "I'm not a doctor, but like, if this is so contagious as I've been led to believe, like." isn't four new cases a day still like a big problem? Like, wouldn't that be theoretically all it would take to make it? And people kind of tried to explain to me, you're like, well, not that's not necessarily how it works. It means it's under control. But I was kind of of the mindset, like, um, four new cases a day, if they interact with someone and then that person interacts, like that's how you end up with a global pandemic. Um, and they are seeing like a spike there where that, where they were saying only, we're only getting four new cases a day. So, my thing is like if it's out there like even in the smallest percentage i'm gonna be cautious i'm gonna wear a mask you know because like i said it just doesn't cost me anything it's not yeah i I read a tweet that was like best case scenario you're saving someone's life worst case scenario you're wearing a piece of cloth over your face but i like i'd be interested to see you know i keep saying like i don't know i i think people are people are creatures of habit um, so like they'll go back to shaking hands, but I do wonder if this is completely, you know, eradicated or whatever, and they get rid of it, how many people are still going to be wearing masks? Yeah. I mean, I think that might be more it's a common. big thing in Asia. So yeah, I'm wondering like, you know, if that'll become, I don't think it'll be a ton of people, but I think a bunch of people. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's, I think old people maybe still will. Um, I guess it's, it's tough because the mentality in, in Asia is like, oh, we're doing this as a public good because there's just less like individualistic ideology over there. We're like, that's really what America's based off of is like the American dream is that you can do it by yourself, um, and fuck everyone else. So it's kind (sighs) of... Like the mentality that we're working with that built this country is is really harming us here. Um, so I don't know. I I would imagine in like Asia and those areas, more even more people would wear masks. But Americans are so stubborn, man. Um, what would you? Do you think that might change for you if they like okay cases are still high but they they create a cure that prevents people from dying so like you could still get it and it would still suck but the chance of you dying is like one in a million as opposed to one in a thousand would you still um, 
where where's kind of your head I mean, there? It's, it's like these things are all so circumstantial. I wouldn't really know how I would deal with it until it happens. But like, just just because my odds are lowered, like, and but if but if other people's odds aren't lowered, I'm just kind of like, yeah, you got to like protect them, you know? Yeah, I I guess not not your specific odds of one in a million but just like oh everyone a- anyone yeah any the chance of them dying from this thing is one in a million so theoretically like 300 people a die die per year from this is like at that point do you go eh fuck it i That's don't know not that many i mean people. i i i know that this will make me sound like i can't think for myself but i would just like probably want to hear what what doctors are saying about it and scientists <laughs> god you're such a that's sheep like, jesus that's what christ i was just like i'm like i don't know anything i have no idea like like about any of this stuff so i'm just kind of like you know i think that i think that if it were getting in the way of me living my life to to be thinking this way like let's say everyone went back to normal and and then but i was still sitting at home like no man i'm not leaving like that would probably be a little strange but yeah. if it's like they're like yeah it's pretty safe you know we're safe to go back to normal and the world reopens and then like so like you know it's probably not a bad idea to wear a mask i would i would probably keep wearing one i don't know i have no idea what i'm gonna do it really all depends you just keep playing it by ear yeah well that was you kind of answered my my next question which is like well now that you've come to the city once are you more likely to come back or are you less likely to come I'm back less likely in, to come back in the near future I went just back, because I so went many back. yeah tell tell the story i went in under the pretense of being like like i thought i was gonna be like social distancing and like i was i was astonished you know, because, like, I don't know, it's so weird when the information is, like, everything's open, and then other people are like, I don't think that's right. So I was, like, kind of like, ah, hey, you know what, I'll go in, I'll see my friend for his birthday, I'm going to wear a mask the whole time, and, you know, we'll be outside and, like, socially distancing or whatever. Um, I was astonished by just the amount of people outside with no masks on, and just, yeah. like, crowded around each other. And I was standing there with a mask on, and I was like, this just feels wrong that no one's wearing a mask and who knows maybe i'm completely wrong maybe it's like the idea of being outside is is safe but i was just like i'm i'm not certain so no one else is certain so why are people so comfortable being out here right now so no i I don't think i'll be going back anytime soon yeah it made me really it made me really feel like uh like i was i I was kind of like this i don't regret seeing my friend for his birthday but it kind of felt like a mistake just to be there at all yeah i mean yeah new york new york city is really weird um because manhattan like where you were especially in the east and west villages is very much like that like nobody's wearing a mask but um i went and hung out with a couple people down in crown heights and every single person was wearing a mask like i there was not a single person and they would give you weird looks if you even took your mask off to like take a drink of something and we were talking about it and it it was kind of a joke it was with chris Ryder, and he i was like yeah people really care about it way more here than they do in manhattan he's like well yeah they can't afford health care like you rich fucks in manhattan <laughs> i was like oh shit that's actually <laughs> like that's a really fucking good point <laughs> like, yeah they're so yeah. much more worried about it because if they get it they can't afford to go to the hospital 
but it's also like oh man but i put my mask right back on yeah but even that is so wild to me that that's what it would take because it's like let's say you don't die from it right let's just like who wants to get sick you know what i mean like yeah like like who wants to because there are people who are like i had it and it wasn't like you know they were asymptomatic or whatever there are people who had it and they're like yeah it was just like a cold or whatever there are people who had it and they're like it's the worst fever i had so i'm like even if it's the risk of just feeling really sick like even if it's not going to kill you i'm like i don't i'd like to avoid that yeah yeah i mean it's it's the balancing of everything that we've talked about so far it's like you know it's a rush to kind of feel like everything's normal for a couple hours um and i think just you know the rich uh manhattan kids get like they're more more or they're less afraid because they're younger they've got money they've got opportunity um and so they're like eh, yeah if i get it i get it where i just think like other parts of the city are not like that at all because you know like like let's say someone who's uh, like someone who lives in a studio in chelsea or whatever and their parents help them pay for it or or whatever the fuck happens they've got like a day job they're working from home they get sick for two weeks it's like they tell their boss and their boss goes oh my god that's so bad like i can't believe that happened yeah take all the time you need like all that other shit and they're still gonna get paid and even if their boss was like hey yeah i mean if you're gonna be off for three weeks then we gotta like count it as vacation or whatever so we're not gonna pay you then their parents are gonna be able to back them up and pay for their rent but it's like the people in crown heights if they're out for two weeks because they got really sick even if they live like that's two they're not making rent that month um yeah because rents rents too high i mean not to not to go like super liberal here but like everything goes back to income inequality in some certain way in in this country right yeah so that's what i'm saying like uh, you know odds are i would probably be okay you know but like the idea of uh thinking like oh i'm just gonna be fine so so what does it matter is like yeah but other people aren't gonna be fine so like what just keep a mask on you know that's it just blew me away it really did um and i didn't want to be like judgmental it's not like i was looking at them all like oh these pieces of shit i was just kind of like i gotta get i gotta get the fuck out of here you know i was like this this i don't know i maybe maybe i'm overreacting but i uh you know uh, uh to me it's like this is one time where you'd rather overreact than underreact but yeah. you know hopefully hopefully uh i'd love to find out that i was overly cautious that would be a relief but like i said i wouldn't feel stupid i wouldn't be like god damn it yeah. i wore a mask you know i'd be like yeah, <laughs> yeah i wore a pretty goddamn you know for me it was pretty breathable didn't really bother me so yeah. um what about uh so wait uh we'll i guess shift away from that well, sort of still talking about it. I want to ask you, like, do you, uh, do, well, do you think you would, do you think you would hang out with someone if, if they were like, yeah, like, would you, what, would you have any precautions in terms of like, if, if you were talking to someone on a dating app and they were like, I want to hang out, would you be like, sounds good, let's do it? Or would you be like, hey, have you been tested for COVID? Have you been around anyone? Like, what would your approach be? Man, that is a great question. Like, you know what that means? That means that you hadn't thought of it and you would have just hung out with someone. <laughs> uh, 
I hadn't thought of it because I had been talking to that one person for like four months and I had realized and I had come to the conclusion in my head that I had talked to her so much that and also like I knew everything that she'd done like we talked four or five times a week every week so like I knew she was mostly at home and I was like yeah I have no problem with hanging out with her but I what I hadn't thought about is now that I'm not talking to her anymore it's just like you know some random floozy from hinge that like I don't know what she's been doing the last two months like i i have no idea um you say floozy yeah i said floozy it's it's like an old school uh (laughs) that's an old term uh the uh, is that term still pc am i allowed to say floozy i don't know i have no idea i have no idea i think it's a fun i think it's i was gonna say it almost sounds like too ridiculous yeah to be upset by but i don't know what the actual implication or like what what it actually means well uh i guess we'll figure out put it in the comments everybody or uh send me a text telling me that i'm a bigot and uh we'll we'll learn that way um that's a great question i don't know like honestly i think it could depend day to day kind of what you were saying of like you got to kind of play everything by ear it's like maybe if like if she was a nurse well but at the same time like i hung out with steven pratt who's a paramedic like he's been around more people with covid than anyone in the country and i just like i didn't even think about it i just was like oh, yeah, that's, that's my friend so, pratt yeah i think that's what's so difficult about the whole thing is like you could have one doctor be like you shouldn't be hanging out with people but then you have another person like you know who's in the medical field being like that's nah, actually not you know whatever yeah and so it's like of course you're going to trust them they're in the medical field but it's like but then there's other doctors who disagree it just makes it so confusing that's what frustrates me it's like i just wish that there was one definitive like approach yeah um where they were like this is exactly what we have to do but i guess that's the you know that's the difficulty of it yeah i so think everybody's just, everybody's on that same page with you like if that is really the issue if someone was like do this and we prevent covid 100 percent, or like and nothing else works i could suck it up and do that thing for two or three weeks or whatever it is um but then like you hear about like oh the masks don't even really do anything and you're like what uh, but then you know the cautions i don't know there's just so much yeah that's what i'm so saying. much that's information saying, to sift like- through you know, I've heard I've heard that too that the mask doesn't really do anything. I've also heard the mask if if you know two people are in a conversation. I don't know how true this is, but what I read was that if two people are talking and one of them has it and the other doesn't, but they're both wearing masks, it's like one per one point five percent chance of transmission. Now, someone might hear that and be like, "That's completely false," but that's just what I read. Yeah. And, I'm, and again, my whole mindset on this thing is like it doesn't it doesn't um, cost anything to like do it i i believe that i like to believe that it really lowers the chance and i've heard some reputable people say it so like i believe it of course um i haven't heard anyone incredibly reputable say that 
not wearing masks is a good idea. Well, that's um, what the... Oh, yeah. It's definitely not a good idea, but that's what the World Health Organization said at the very beginning of the pandemic. They were like, it doesn't... It's not a bad idea, but it doesn't do anything. Oh, really? So save yeah. it for the doctors. Yeah. That was like the whole thing. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, no, everyone should be wearing a mask. And you're like, okay, were you wrong before or are you wrong now? Yeah, like, what's really going on? Right. And that's... I'm sure that's part of the reason why... There's so many people in Manhattan not wearing masks because it's just like, they're just kind of confused. That's the crazy, you know, what's so funny. It's not funny, but what sucks is that even in the day, like the day we, the age we live in of like constant access to information, it's still not a guarantee that everyone's getting the same information, you know? So it's like, even like, there's no way to make sure that everyone is, is even given any information. It's just, you're kind of like, well, you figure word of mouth and people have iPhones and computers and this and that, but it's like, there's still a chance that like people are not, you know, I mean, you'd like to think that people are getting informed, like as this stuff changes, but who's to say that someone didn't read that first article saying that the masks aren't necessary and just go with that and never hear much different. You know what I mean? Like, cause to you and me, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm looking into it. So I've seen updated studies where like the mask is actually very useful and necessary. Um, but it's like, there's no guarantee everyone sees that news, you know, as much as you would think that they do. So I don't know. It's such, such a tricky thing. Yeah. Well, um, so we are a little bit past an hour, which is fine, but the whole, I think this whole podcast has been real good, but it has been kind of dark. So do you have anything that happened during quarantine? Like what is the best thing that happened because of quarantine in your mind? And I've got one too, and we'll end the podcast on a happy note. Yeah. You, you tell me yours then. Cause I have no idea. I like, I honestly think it helped me a lot to reconnect with friends that i'd been meaning to connect with but just honestly didn't have the time for like those the group of people that you're like shit i keep meaning to talk to them like i keep meaning to hang out with them but i'm doing this comedy thing i got work and i'm like going on dates and just everything going on i just like don't have time for it and i think the best thing for this coronavirus with me is it completely destigmatized just like cold reaching out to maybe your friend that you haven't talked to in like two years you know where like they were right in that line of like oh i don't know i haven't talked to him in a while like i can i reach out like are we even friends what's going on there so i think that's the part that i i liked the most was just now there's like an opportunity to be like hey man how's it going like how are you tell me about your life tell me like how are you dealing with the coronavirus like all this other stuff um so what i lacked in like you know hanging out with my best friends all the time like like i was before this i was able to kind of like rekindle some stuff that had kind of some relationships that had kind of been dying out um but that's i mean that's the biggest one for me yeah i had that too and it's nice and you just kind of realize like as soon as if someone's your friend like as soon as you get on the phone with them it's not awkward but you're always wondering like if they're they're probably thinking the same exact thing as you which is like oh it's nice to hear from this person but you're in your head you're like it's like 
they didn't stop being your friend, so they're not getting the phone call and going like, "What the fuck is is Corey serious right now? He thinks I'm yeah. going to talk to him." You it's know, like, like this motherfucker. Who does he think yeah. he is? So, uh, I would have to say that that's probably been the same for me. Um, and, I mean, I've definitely fallen into a bit of a slump, but um, just kind of. Uh, Tell you what, like going, being able, like the, this is a luxury I have being at my parents' place where everything's kind of spaced out, um, and it's not the same in New York. But like, I just would go for walks for like four or five hours, mm. yeah, and just kind of walk through neighboring towns and just wherever I wanted. And it's kind of like the 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 frustrating thing of having nowhere to be is also kind of the freeing thing of having nowhere to be. So yeah. like, it's like you're retired. You know, yeah, you're like yeah, an old person. Which, <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of like made you real. I, I don't know. It makes you question everything. Is like what when I like, you know, when we are able to go back to work and um, move into like a post-COVID world. Hopefully, like, what what are you gonna take with you from this time? Like, you're not you're you're not gonna be. It's not gonna be the same. And hopefully, your life isn't exactly the same. So, like, but what what can you? Um, you know bring with you so like that's kind of what i'm trying to trying to be aware of is like you know you know flash f- fast forward like what can i implement from this time that i enjoy so i'm still working on that i don't know i mean you're definitely i definitely like the idea of being able to call people that you haven't talked to in a while i did a little bit of that i mean even calling you i was like you know Corey and i hang out all the time the first time i called you i was like i wonder if he's gonna be like is everything okay but it made me it, yeah it's like the whole time i was talking about before it's just you realize how important friendships are and how yeah. like useful they are so it's been good for that yeah no i and i i like what your original one was as well like never i forget whose quote it is but it's like never let a good crisis go to waste like think about what's gonna what you've learned from here and what you could take away from here and apply it to uh apply it to your life going forward so i think that's a good way to end uh end this podcast this is a lot of fun yeah thanks man thanks for having me yeah of course we'll have to do uh we'll do another one like six or seven months uh hopefully things will be more back to normal but we could see if uh we see if our predictions are right yeah hopefully awesome cool well jack i'll talk to you later all right thanks for chatting yep bye